1: The royal wedding really kind of got me thinking about all of this because when you talk about royal protocol uh, and etiquette, like the British seem to do it better than (laughs) anybody else. But this isn't about uh, etiquette in terms of your pleases and your thank yous. We are talking with Julie Blake Como, who is an etiquette expert. I don't want you running. This isn't going to be a slap on the wrist, but a lot of it, and I want to focus on interpersonal skills, how our relationships are changing, how email and texting and social media are changing the interaction between people. So that is the topic today for Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, episode 15. I can't believe we're at 15 already. Um, and thanks, of course, to Extension Marketing for sponsoring this podcast. And for more information, of course, you can head to extensionmarketing.com. Julie, it's great to see you. Nice to see you, too. You know, it's funny. I was, um, at, when I was preparing for the podcast, I was on your website and I'm yeah. going through a whole bunch of the materials. And then I realized we have dozens <laughs> Of interviews on there. I, and I was looking back over the years. we've been doing this a long time. a long time. let's not tell how many years, okay, let's keep it private. Uh, but the the subject matter I, I was fascinated going yes. through the list of so many things that we are able to touch on. Uh, and I thought it was perfect timing, right? because you have this royal wedding, mm-hmm. which really got me thinking about etiquette and protocol and looking at the checklist of things. yes, this is a this is an art etiquette is an art I think etiquette is an art and actually you're so right when you talk
0: about interpersonal skills and you know what I say Leanne is that my job whether you do it or not what I teach I don't care but my job is to get you confident with that confidence you'll be credible and guess what the competitive edge of the digital era is how you make other people feel More than ever, look at your daughters, how educated they're going to be. I look at my sons. My Mm -hmm. youngest has a master's of economics. But even with that, Leanne, he applied to 100 jobs online. Guess how many interviews? Zero. What made the difference is the number of coffees he had, how you make people feel, That is the competitive edge. And if you don't know what to do, when you go to that dinner, right, that gala, and we've done this many, many times on TV, when you don't know which one is your bread plate, when you don't know what to do when they toast you, you're going to lose your confidence. So my point is, etiquette knowledge is the competitive edge.
1: Okay, and it can trickle down from a severe etiquette, like, you know, being with the royals and having to curtsy and you don't you don't stand you don't speak you don't do anything to you know what it is just to have a proper handshake and make eye contact there's a varying levels for you being an expert and understanding the history behind it is it fascinating for you to look back at how you know protocol etiquette has transformed over time
0: Uh, you're so right to say that it transformed Mm -hmm. over time like everything it evolves who knew when I started my business which is about eight years ago um, that email would be so important that we'd now be Instagramming who knew etiquette evolves social media think of the weddings that you're going to attend this summer forget about the royal wedding but everything in your own backyard or if you yourself are having a wedding your mother, your father, when they had their wedding, they didn't have to tell their guests, please, don't take pictures and post them before we do. And respect the photographers and the videographers.
1: It evolves, just like everything else. Okay, for you, what was your interest? Like, how did you get into this line of work? <laughs> There's got to be a story. Yeah. The
0: story is survival. I'm gauche. And I'm a lefty. So if anybody's going to trip (laughs) Leanne, it's going to be me. And I was this pleasantly plump um, person that had tons of freckles. I still do. You can see them. (laughs) Makeup is here now. I had crooked teeth. I still wear apparatus, which is why sometimes I stumble on my words. And all I wanted was to be able to pass the door of the cafeteria. You know the cool kids? You yeah. were probably one of them. The cool kids in school, they passed the cafeteria door like they are the king and the queen of the school. And there I was, pleasantly plumb, freckly, gauche, and awkward. I just wanted to pass that cafeteria door. So I thought, you know what? Read about it. Read about what to do, when, and how. What to do, when, and how.
1: So you were that young?
0: Yeah, adolescents where where everybody's got a horror story. Everybody. But that was my thing. I just wanted to pass, get to that first level, just like anybody that goes on that job interview. And I'm sure that most of our listeners, most of the people that are watching right now, are thinking, you know what? If I get to that job interview, I know I can nail it. Well, when you're in that room with that recruiter, all they want to know are three things. B L T. And we're not talking bacon, lettuce, (laughs) tomato, if you like it or not. We're talking B. How believable is that candidate going to be in that role? B. L. Likeable. Is it going to be nice to hang out with Leanne by the water cooler? How is she going to make me feel? L. Likeability. And T. Can I trust her? And that's what you're selling in the interview and that was the same thing
1: for me. I was like kind of like awkward. So, you know, you're you're trying to get through your high school cafeteria and you're and you're trying to take in to a think to look at this kind of a knowledge rather than okay, how do I become cool, which isn't necessarily the right way or the right thing for an individual. So, you learned how to have these personal skills yeah. that didn't make you feel like
0: an outcast. Wow. Like an outcast, because I knew that deep down,
1: I was a good person.
0: I was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, And whenever I would show up in the gym or anything, I was always the last one picked. So it was just about being able to get past that first step. And then I knew that I could get. That I could navigate,
1: Julie. I have known you for a long time, and you walk into the room, and there's a personality, and there's a confidence to you. and And it was funny because all of us in our in our pre-show <laughs> meetings would always be, "Okay, Julie's here," so we would be on like our best behavior because, you because we wanted, you know, to have the proper etiquette. Yeah. It's like, okay, did I greet her in time? Did I do like you know? And I'm thinking all this, and I never would have perceived you yeah. mm-hmm. as being that that person back in high school and I feel for them right because you look at adulthood and gosh I wish I had been friends with some of those people right and I wish I wasn't friends with others like you go through you you grow up right and you mature and you realize what's important but for you to have learned those skills Mm -hmm. and and known that that was going to be you just needed to get in front of them because you knew how good of a person you were yes yes yeah
0: and it's not about perfection you see like and it's difficult being an etiquette expert because everybody would love to catch me doing something wrong. And you know Trust what? Me, I've tried. <laughs> I do, I do. I do, and my children, who are now 30 and 25, will tell you that I do. And it's not about perfection. It's about being able to own yourself and just to have that confidence and be okay with it. But if you know how to shake hands, if you know how to have that eye contact, and if you know whether or not you should curtsy, When you meet Her Majesty, or what to call her, or what to say, then you can get past it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You can get past it. So it's about doing your homework, and it always depends on where you are. What we do here in Ottawa may not apply when we go to Dubai. And
1: that's important to remember as well. Yeah, and I want to get to that because you're working with travel companies, you're working with so many different organizations to be able to have them feel comfortable in the situation and in the environment that you're doing. So I'm going to go back to, you You get through high school, you kind of learn how to to do this for yourself, and you were saying, like, this business in itself really launched itself about eight years ago. Yes. Was there a need, like, what was it as you're formulating Mm -hmm. this business plan to say how I'm going to market it, who needs it? Why am I doing, yeah. like, how did you figure that this was a worthy business to, to follow up with?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, it's only between us girls, right? But I, I should say, I should tell the story, and it's in my book, Etiquette, Confidence, and Credibility. Like a lot of people that you know, and probably like a lot of the people that are with us or that are going to listen to us later on, I had a burnout. And that was my ah uh-uh moment. Boom, crash, pow. Um, And I had a burnout. I didn't want to believe it because back then I was HR manager. Leanne, I used to go through the airports of Canada in my heels. And back then we didn't have wheels on suitcases. And I'd be one week here, one week there. And I thought everything was fine. I had a husband, two children. And then one day I'm sitting on the airplane. I'm on the tarmac here in Ottawa. And I'm about to go to Quebec City. I've done that route like... I can't tell you how many times, to the point where the co-pilot knows my name, and he comes over, and I was like, oh, this dropped. And he goes, are you okay, Julia? You you know, and I start to cry and cry, and it's raining outside, and I could not remember what Christopher and Alexander's homework was for the week, the both of them. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And he says, what do you mean you can't do this anymore? And I said, "I, I can't go. And he said, well, you know, it's about an hour. You'll be there in an hour. But And I said, I can't. He said, well, we've already called the control tower. And can you hear it? the motors going? And I'm like, I can't go. And I wasn't You're on,
1: you're on an airplane yep. talking to the co-pilot going, I can't be on this flight. Yeah,
0: and everybody, it's that small airplane yep. that goes to Quebec mm-hmm. City. And there's, of course, D&D people and government people and pretty much everybody that I saw every couple of weeks. The motors stop. And then the agent, the ground attendant, greets me back at the door. They open up the doors. I go out. I sit inside the airport, and I'm there, and I'm crying and crying and crying. And then I look at my watch, and they're going to be waiting for me at the other end because I'm HR manager for a big, big, big retailer, and uh, my, the VP is waiting to pick me up at the airport. So I got a call and say I'm not going to be coming out of that flight. So I call, and I lied. (laughs) So etiquette expert is not perfect. I lied. I said that I wasn't well, and uh, that I didn't make the flight, and all that. And then I sit in the airport for another hour. And then I called my husband, and I said, you need to come and get me. I'm at the airport. And I'm not panicked. No. And then he takes me to the doctor, and the doctor says, when's the last time you had a vacation? And he does all these questions and everything. And he said, you need time out any time because at the time I was doing my job for my region Mm -hmm. plus my counterpart in Montreal she was on maternity leave the big big boss had left the company and one of our VPs was in the last phases of cancer so I was managing all of that plus the children so I go see doctor number one doctor number two within the same day doctor number three
1: what were you looking for with doctors number two and three just, just, the, con- just the confirmation was, yeah. how much more confirmation did you need julie
0: like a lot of people uh, yeah. i was the energizer yeah. bunny superwoman yeah. it yeah. cannot be me so that was the uh uh-uh moment and then um i was blessed um i was able to within just a few months like just stop think what do i really want out of my life i was able to put everything on hold. And then for a couple of years, I did substitute teaching and then started the business plan in my mind. What do you want to be when you grow up? And keep in mind, I'm in about my 40s back then, what do you want to be when you want to grow up? And I just want people to be able to make their visions come true. I want them to have that confidence, that credibility. And what worked for me was etiquette knowledge. How to interact with people.
1: Okay, so aside from your etiquette knowledge of studying when you were in high school to get through the cafeteria, where did you learn? like yeah. wh- is, is there an etiquette school? Like <laughs> uh-huh. you know okay like you know, how does one get mm-hmm. to the opportunity to be able to teach it or to know it like the back of your hand?
0: Keyword here is teaching. Um, ever since I was a child, all I wanted to do was teach. As soon as I knew how to tie my shoelaces, I taught my brother I taught my sister Uh, when I was playing I played school I was 12 years old and before day camps were all happening. Mm-hmm. I started a day camp in my backyard. And, of course, I studied education. I went on to from education to have a career um, in human resources. My big thing was training and development. And then uh, I joined forces with some other etiquette experts. I started very, very slow. Mm-hmm. As I was doing substitute teaching after I had my burnout, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have the same schedule as the boys. I have two boys, so I did substitute institute teaching and then I put together some things started with one about a month like that I would do an etiquette something and then grew it from there and then flew off on my own and then after I'd had a couple of years under my belt I went to the Protocol School of Washington and they're
1: in Washington?
0: And well actually I said on
1: online okay. No 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 okay. no. Uh
0: I went to uh actually it was in California. Uh the one that I attended it was in Marina Del Rey for a week. I was with other etiquette experts from throughout the world yeah. and it was delivered by the Protocol School of Washington. Wow. So I did one on business etiquette and then the second time uh they had us in Arizona and then I went to Arizona and I did there what I did was international protocol so I have two certifications and then I went on to do cultural intelligence because as the world is growing whenever you are in Rome do as Romans do so that is now becoming more and more critical as we interact Mm -hmm. with the planet the business arena is no longer just Ottawa, Ontario, Canada when you're competing,
1: you're competing worldwide. You really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and that's been the benefit of the World Wide Web and and the advancement in technology. So the world has expanded so much and yet at the same time has brought everyone so, so much small. smaller together. Wow. So you, you go to school, you yep. get these certifications, you start to write, you start yes. to speak. What is it that people are asking you, right? Is yeah. it, okay, how... You know, how am I planning this wedding with my mother and my future mother-in-law and the guest list? Or is it businesses going, yeah. we need to figure out how our employees are going to interact with our clients? Like, where where did you draw the line? Like, where are you going?
0: Actually, you just talked about my two markets.
1: Okay. Some, some yeah. of the
0: social skills mm-hmm. and the professional skills. And that's where I come in. And you know what's sad? Um, in a way, is that any day of the week, I can open up my computer and I'll get a question they don't know me they don't know me and they'll ask me something Uh, maybe it's a stepmom about um, a wedding question or maybe it's somebody and it's very very sad uh, now we're in the Me Too movement somebody that doesn't know what to say to a boss or to a colleague that they don't have anybody to turn to and I'm always, always in awe of the confidence that people give me. They're asking me what to do in all these sticky situations Mm -hmm. that are social that involve another human being. And I never, ever, ever take that for granted. I always take the time to think about it. I reread it. Um, it's, It's daunting. It's daunting.
1: When you take these questions... Is it your first initial reaction? Is there sometimes some research that needs to go Mm -hmm. in as to precedent of of certain things? You know, where are you coming from because they're looking at your guidance, but that there's a reasoning behind it? Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Usually, um, there's always something that pops in my mind. And I think that has to do with maturity, mm-hmm. with experience, um, because I was an HR manager, uh, because the type of person that I am, and because of my age. I just turned 56 last week. So, um, Julia you looks should, fantastic, by uh, the way. Yeah, thank you. you mention that. Thank yes. you. So that's usually the first thing. Sometimes I'll do research and because uh, when I left the Protocol School in Washington after, I formed a mastermind, an international mastermind. So I have colleagues that are in Shanghai, in Vienna, um, in California, and sometimes I'll reach out to them, sometimes I'll do research. Um, And if I'm not sure, oddly enough, I'll ask my mom. And I so wish my grandmother was here so I could ask her. um, Just to you know, give me that extra validation because when you send it out to them, it can be a life a life changer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get the impression that some families are at odds and they're asking so I can come down and give them some guidance. And in the workplace, it could be somebody's career that's at stake. Um, and it's not rare, not too often, but it's not rare. I'm going to say about four or five, sometimes six six times a year on a Sunday night. Leanne, usually between six and nine o'clock. And usually a woman will write to me. What do I do about that situation? They're dreading going back to work. What are the right words? What are the right actions that I can do at work tomorrow to stop this thing, whatever's going on? And I'm usually in bed by 9.30, so I don't usually see it. I shut off everything on the Sundays usually. And I see that Monday morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock, and I'm like, wow. You know, people don't have anybody else to go to. And that's serious. And you said at the beginning of the podcast that this is, was a lot more about how to interact, mm-hmm. the interpersonal right. skills. and a lot of the people that are with us right now, they've probably read that empathy, empathy in our children and in future generations is going down, is on the decrease because we don't look at each other anymore. We rarely will take the time to go over to our neighbors and have that cup of tea, that cup of coffee. How are you really, like just to interact? And children are looking at these screens instead of connecting.
1: Okay, so let, let me ask you that. Do you hear my stomach just now? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> that, that time. It's <laughs> <what>? that time. <laughs> wait, did you actually hear that? I'm so sorry. Like, no. I think our listeners but actually might have actually heard my stomach just growl. Guess what? That's okay. Okay, well, how, how would I just Okay, wait, wait. Probably, wait. How, <laughs> how, <should, laughs> how I? Wait, wait, wait. How... How should I have just dealt with that? Just yeah, I I call the
0: elephant in the room. <laughs> call the
1: elephant in the room. She just did.
0: Leanne, I didn't the know it passed. was like my stomach. Like I didn't fart.
1: I I wasn't. It was like a my ga- Like my stomach just growled. Oh my god, that's so funny. And you know what? Oh my <laughs> god. And you know what? It happens. And you
0: know, people say to me like, you know but 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 when i give a conference right when yeah. i'm a keynote oh when gosh. i'm doing a workshop yeah. don't have pop don't have pop before right because you're gonna burp and fart
1: don't oh have gosh. sugar that is so funny of all people okay this is perfect okay i totally had this question where was i going about the making eye contact okay, yeah empathy. so it's something that i thought a lot about because i have to have andy and jamie are 13 and 10 And as I was going through questions and things I wanted to ask you, I am realizing um, that all of the things that I was taught as a kid, uh, I'm trying to teach it in them, but they just don't seem to feel the importance of why it matters, right? Of table manners or of clearing tables or of asking to be excused or um, looking up, right? Like, so I'm, as a parent, going, how am I going to teach Mm -hmm. them because maybe other people aren't or their friends aren't dealing with it? Yeah to look up and to have that interaction because you lose them in these screens. Like, yes. And yes. the problem is, is when I do read their messages. Yeah. There's no I mean there's there's no spelling. They're they're all like yeah. emojis. Like there's there's no language yeah. either proper language being used yeah
0: there's an evolution Um, a lot of the times when an organization and especially professional companies that care about their image they're gonna bring me in uh, right after they have their new recruits so we're thinking about law firms we're thinking about accounting firms or anything like that because all these new recruits and they are the cream of the crop Mm -hmm. right when they get uh, recruited out of these universities but They are ambassadors. They are ambassadors of firms and organizations. Um, These days, the dynamics of the family and society are different. But what is the same to teach life lessons to our children? Usually, it's an outsider. Think about it yourself. Probably that your mom said to you, I can't remember whatever it is over and over again. But then when your coach said it, Oh my god if your coach said it that was it if the teacher said it if somebody else in the community and a lot of families will invite me in to do a dining tutorial and with that we're going to talk about the power of a thank you note we're going to show how to do introductions and we're going to analyze and give feedback on the handshake and the eye contact but how do people do it they can bring me in with families, or an organization brings me in, it can be a workshop, it can be coaching one-on-one, and a lot of the times, somebody that's a director and that the next step is becoming VP and he or she has to travel, well, they'll hire me as a coach, and then I work with them. And yes, we do dining etiquette. Yes, we talk about what gifts to offer when you go to that country or that country, what to call that person, etc. So there's an evolution. But in the end, it's still about B-L-T, believability, likability, and trustworthiness. And that's where etiquette comes
1: in. This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally, as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. It also comes down to BMW. Bread, meal, water. Yes. Okay, so one of the many segments we have done has been on that. You know, like yes. I was going to a lot of galas or to dinners, yes. and, you know, sometimes you think you know the right answer as to which one is your bread plate or your water, you know, which is your water, but then the person next to you or something messes yes messes up the scenario so i would look and my drink wouldn't be there or something so i would remember your bmw yes. that, that the b the bread is on my left the meal and then the water is on my right Correct. or the at uh, see i take things from you the other one i remember too is um is the b and the d so yes. even if you don't want to let people know right underneath your table on your lap you you make, you, you bring your thumb and your index finger together, yes. and one creates a B and one creates a D. Correct. My bread and my drink. Correct. And that's how but, you teach your children. That's, that's how, how it starts. You can yes. see Justin, Sophie, and the three kids are yeah. well, like sitting at the table. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and they, they have, do it.
1: And they figure it out. So, I mean, these are little tricks, and and the tricks can help. They there, can have cues for people to have to feel. And I, honestly, I felt more confident yes. when I was sitting down at these dinners that I was going to be the one to know which of the plates and the forks and everything to use.
0: Yes, okay. and if you know, should you introduce your friend to your parents or your parents to your friend? Client to boss or boss to client?
1: Well, I hadn't even thought about that. Okay. What, yeah, so yeah.
0: which one do you do, right? So what you do, you always think of the most important person. So if you're with your client and your boss always in business, client is king. Client is number one. Veronica is absolutely right. So Veronica is on the other side here and looking at us and she gave us yes. So she understood. So you're gonna use the client's name. So client, I'd like to introduce boss. And people get all confused. May I introduce and all that. Keep it simple. Client, the most important person, depending on where you are, say their name first. May I introduce and then somebody else let's keep in mind when in Rome do as Romans do so let's have a scenario okay where you are at home right right and you are hosting for business and you're hosting Veronica and everybody else right Mm -hmm. within the organization when you are at home most important is going to be your family because you are the one that is going to be hosting and you want them to shine. So you're gonna use them. So
1: I use first. my family. So yes. Tony, you're, Andy, Jamie, yes. may, may I introduce you exactly. to and then exactly. that guest that's coming in. Good for you. Okay. Exactly. So you have a number of so is the host first. In that scenario. So the
0: The people that are hosting, yes.
1: If there's more of them, yes. you introduce them. Yeah. So, and then what if there are new people that are arriving at the same time and they don't know each other?
0: Yes. So you're going to take the time and go uh, according to seniority. So the people that you've known the longest. The people that you've known the longest. Also, socially... And professionally there's a distinction between sexes professionally men and women are equal in Canada right like we're on the same level whether there's a man or a woman once upon a time if uh, men and women were doing business and actually when my mom that's how it was women had precedence over men to do introductions these days socially only so if your mom is there right and your daughters are there and they want to introduce their grandma they should introduce her first if there are other men in the room because she's probably going to be the eldest woman that's how that goes professionally we don't make the distinction we go by title we go by title so whoever's the most senior person in the place is how you would go and i think i've confused everybody
1: no, I think I, no. I, I've learned it. I've I've, ta- I've taken a scenario either that's been in my home, yes. or in a business setting, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and gone down, gone down the list. Yeah. There's the proper. Okay, so let's let's go through a scenario. Okay. Of people meeting people. So we we've, we've done the introductions. Yeah, client to boss. Yeah, right. Client yeah. always comes first. Yeah. Let's go in with the handshake. Yes. The handshake. The eye contact. Yes. Which I think for me was the major thing I I taught my kids. Yes. Uh, for me, I can make a judgment, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but I can sense a person, yes. and who they are, via their handshake. Via their handshake. It's
0: huge for me. It is. It is. So many times, you give a handshake and you go,
1: <laughs> I wasn't, ex- <laughs> <laughs> okay, wasn't expecting that. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that.
0: And having said that, um, keep in mind an empathetic perspective. What if he or she is a surgeon so their hands, right, are their instrument. So they wouldn't be that person to give you that firm handshake. What if her, he or she is a pianist? What if he or she has arthritis? And that's why the complement of the eye contact will mm-hmm. give you that indication. If that person, if you go in, mm-hmm. uh, my eldest son is 6'4", and he's like this big fridge, right? So, of course, if he comes in and he, he's got this surgeon over there, like, and he goes in with that Grasp like that. Surgeon's going to have like almost terror in his or her eyes because I mean that's my instrument yes. that you just shook. So take it all in. The handshake, yes, it sends out, uh, broadcast confidence, credibility. But the eyes is also the complement to that. What are you seeing in there? And for you to have taught that to your girls is so important because here in North America. We often think of the eyes as the mirror of the soul. eh? We we say that and we have our little children and you've probably said, Andy, look at me, look in my eyes. (laughs) You just want her to be looking in there to make sure that you are connecting. We're together. In some other cultures though, men, women cannot make eye contact. And even if you go onto a reserve and I've done some teaching to Aboriginal community members that I contact. There's an element of respect and there may be uncomfortable. When I was teaching, I'm looking just like you're looking at me and we're sort of like feeling each other out. When I'm teaching, well, for them, it was almost like I was like staring at them. It was too difficult. And I was in a position of quote unquote authority as the
1: teacher. So we need to adapt that but eye contact is so important. All right, you talk about being on, on level playing fields, but if I were to travel to Dubai, or yes. if I were to travel to, like, there are different sets of standards for introductions. Yes. I mean, yes.
0: um,
1: you know, I, I, in some customs. You Namaste. Know, you know, like, there's a lot of different things. So how, how much do you emphasize knowing where it is your environment when you're heading into a situation and Mm -hmm. I know that's why some companies have hired you for people that are traveling, uh, for people that are heading to different countries to understand the customs. Mm -hmm. Do
0: your homework. Do your homework before you go. Um, Even if you have uh, the privilege of attending a royal royal wedding, um, it's up to you to find out. And so if you're going to a royal wedding, they will probably tell you, but if not, ask somebody. So Open-toe shoes, no peek shoes, no, you can't do it. Shoulders, bare shoulders, no, you can't do it. No cleavage. And this is where um, there's a level of authenticity that we want to have. I am who I am, and I assume all the consequences. But if you're going into their playing field, you should find out what to do. So whether you're going to a foreign country. And also keep in mind that when you are representing your organization, it was my turn. Did you hear my I turn? Do. Did you hear that now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess
1: it's not. Yeah. We need a snap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, organization, that organization, you're an ambassador of your employer and you are also an ambassador of us all how many times have you been to a country or to a city and you come back and your friends say hey leanne how was it and you say oh those americans are blank 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 wonderful great or uh oh, All those Torontonians, and you only interacted with about five of them, but you've tagged every single person. So just the same, when we go abroad, and if we are the odd one that they know, or the Ontarian that they know, or the Canadian that they know, they'll say, oh, those Canadians are blank, blank, blank. You are an ambassador. Never forget that. And if I may, my dad, my dad, whenever I would step out of the house, Leanne, It's like, he would tell me, Remember, (laughs) you are a bleh. I mean, you know what? My family wasn't wealthy or anything like that. Whenever he said that, I had the impression that he took a crown and put it on my head. And whenever I would step out of the door, Bye, Mom! Bye, Dad! Love ya! Whenever I would go out there, I was like walking around with the family reputation out there, no matter what I did. Remember, you are a bleh. And you know, when your girls step out into the community, they are Leanne and Tony's daughters. They go out there and when they step out, when they go on that school trip, whatever that school name, they're going to be ambassadors. How do we teach our kids that. <laughs> you tell them. Yeah, like, Remember, like,
1: you are a... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, you, you do that, and you're trying to do that, but I feel like I have an opponent with a screen, yeah, you know? I have yeah. an opponent with whichever developer has created, you know, like, I, 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 I give full credit for whoever, you know, created Fortnite, but it is creating a madness amongst, you know...
0: You, you, you like, bring about a very, very good point about the screen, about social media, mm-hmm. and, and it's important to ask our children... Just like I ask any professional who hires me, whether it's a company, whether it's an individual, what do you want to broadcast into the world? What do you want people to say about you? From the moment that you're stepping out and you've decided to expose yourself on a platform, social media, whatever, just think about three words, three words. You can ask your girls, you can ask your sons, you can ask yourself, What are three words, three qualities that I want people to say about me when I'm out there? And then to teach them the importance of being consistent, coherent with that. And just that realization, it's a big uh ah-ah moment. Not a lot of people take the time to do that. And if you're on that screen or if you're going to be out there on that platform saying to the world, this is what I do, is it in line? with that.
1: Uh, You wrote an interesting article about the two-fridge, is it the two-fridge rule? Yeah, yes. Um, And I I think that's what's interesting is that, thank God, Facebook did not exist when I was growing up, right? (laughs) Like, I look at that and I'm like, God, the things that I did, thank God there were pictures of it and it wasn't posted anywhere. Like, I I think of, we, our kids have lost an innocence of being able to make mistakes Uh, to be in difficult compromising situations and just kind of figure them out and deal with them and then learn from it and move on, right, which we had. We had the ability to do stupid things, you know, you know, if someone took a picture, it took, you know, a week or two to get it developed (laughs) and then, you know, like there was nowhere to put it, there was nowhere to share it, you know, so it kind of stayed as an inside joke with your friends. You know, they don't have that ability yes. to, to deal with those circumstances. And yet, so things are getting out publicly yes. that, you know, and then I, I don't want to get into, because that's a whole other thing, it's online bullying and things that, that are published. But if you are, off, if you are opting to post a picture yourself yeah. of your experience of, yeah. of what it is, I love your two-fridge rule.
0: Yeah, the two-fridge test. Um, so everybody, when you get to work, you have two fridges in your life. You have your fridge at home and you have your fridge at work. And before you decide to put it out there,
1: Like to I, post a picture Post to do a anything.
0: picture, okay. post a comment, even post yeah. a comment on somebody else's mm-hmm. right, forum or what have you. Take that and put it on your fridge at home. So then your roommate comes in and sees it. Are you okay with it? And then your seven-year-old niece and 77-year-old grandpa come in because they decided to come for a visit and they see whatever you wanted to post, the picture or the comment. Are you okay with it? And if you are, take the same thing, put it on the fridge at the office. Big boss, a number one client, wanted to go to Starbucks, but jam-packed. So they come into the lunchroom. The boss offers client coffee. So he goes to the fridge, opens up the door, right? And sees your post, your picture, your comment. Are you okay with it? If you say yes to the two fridges in your life, you should be able to put it out there. I just want to say that... You know, that responsibility that we not have. And you're right. Um, it, there's so much naivety that's been gone now. And I also want people to remember to have an empathetic perspective. We've all had moments in our lives like, ah, oh, I should have never put that out there. I should have never done that. How many times have I even pressed that send button and go, Oh, I can't believe I did that. And you just reread it 30 seconds later, and you thought you had it, thought it all, and then all of a sudden something else comes out. We're so quick to judge. So quick to do, to judge. And it's, right now, anything can go viral.
1: Well, just it, like, right? like that. You're it's making scary. a mistake, and even if someone <gasps> puts something and then takes the tweet off about 30 seconds later... It's out. It's it's gone. It's out there. Someone's seen it, right? And yeah. careers are being destroyed, destroyed over destroyed. things like this. I've seen it, right? Yes.
0: And you know, sometimes it was just like almost a short circuit in judgment. Just mm-hmm. that judgment that just poof, just like that. Sometimes it just snowballed you're in the heat of the moment, and you know, like you almost get energized because mm-hmm. it's back and forth, especially on Twitter, boom, 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 and then poof, it's out there. You so wish that you would take it back. So try and have an empathetic perspective if it was you that was there. And then go back to what you want to be in the world, those three words, right? And then think, okay, you know what? That could have been That's me. That's like BLT. Yeah, like the BLT. Yeah. The BLT, the believability, likability, trustworthiness, and the words that I assign, what do I want to be? The three qualities that I want to broadcast. It has to make a whole. It has to make a
1: whole. You have to be consistent. But give, let's give each other a break sometimes. Okay. I want to say those things, and you can make the suggestions. Like, you can be sitting uh, 10 people in an office, and there's emails going. Everyone's emailing about the same thing. Stop emailing look at each other and actually ask the question. You heard right? it here. Like, you heard it here. Like, it's like, well, the email and it goes back and forth. Or, you know, my husband will say, hey, do you want to, let, let's um, see if so-and-so wants to meet for dinner, right? Yeah. So I text and then you're waiting for the text back and then they're like, okay. And then it's just texting and, and it's like, why don't I just
0: call? call?
1: <laughs> you know, like, why don't I just call in the first place? And I think, and I've heard this from so many people, they dread Dread if there's a voicemail on their cell phone. Yes. Don't leave me a voicemail. Everyone's like, I'm not checking my voicemail. Why would I check my voicemail? I've seen that there's a missed call. Yes. I'll call you back. Yes. Right? Like, these are things that used to matter or used to, we used to pay attention to and we're not.
0: We're not, but we're wasting a lot of time. Yes. We're wasting a lot of time. Think about the modes of communication that you use and which one is most appropriate. If on a whim, last minute, you and your husband decide you want to go out for dinner, you want to invite that mm. couple, phone call is probably best. Unless they're the neighbor next door, yeah. just walk over, go see them. You're at work and the person two cubicles down wants to have lunch with you. Don't text, don't send an email, don't I am then, walk over and go right? say, "Leanne, yeah. you want to go for lunch." Yeah.
1: Right? But we're Think not about but it. we're not doing that, Julie. Like, yes. We're wasting time. Is it that we're wasting time or that we're we're not comfortable just having that relationship that you can go and smile. Like, this is my concern is that you're thinking that we're wasting time, but I'm actually thinking some people just find it easier to, we're finding it easier and easier to stay in our own shells.
0: Yes. And we don't open up ourselves as much to right. rejection, to no We have to become aware of that. We have to become aware of that and to interacting with somebody else. It's like we're sending out all these things. It's like we're going fishing. You're sending all out and then we're okay if only a few fishes come back. Well, I don't know, if I'm gonna go fish, I want to know who's interested in my This is going to sound funny, but in the words that I'm sending out or what have you. Yeah. But I, I'd rather have something much more direct. But the, the different modes of communication, especially in business, we have to stop and think about. And especially as an organization, a lot of times we have to think within us amongst our team is email best is instant messaging on a forum like skype and i know that a lot of people in the federal government that's the mode of communication is it from phone to phone what is best for us for what kind of situation think about that and yes we're more and more into our bubbles but if you remember at the onset of the podcast you asked me what kind of questions do people ask me and i think that if they had more interpersonal Mm -hmm. contact they would feel less alone, and they wouldn't be asking me. Hmm. So we have to think about that. We're more and more in our bubbles, but we interact more and more, and it's more like going out as opposed to direct, you know, back right. and forth and back and forth. It goes out. We sort of wait for it to come back.
1: Right. Kind of like that text that I'm sending out to be like, hey, do you want to, you know, go for dinner, and then I could be waiting a couple hours. You know? Yes. Like you're, you send things out, and you're waiting... Um, you're waiting for it to come back. I read an interesting article too about meetings and this is one thing that always drove me nuts is you have these meetings or board meetings yes. or anything. They're way too long. Like mm-hmm. if you are able to get people into meetings, sometimes I'm just like everyone then wants to hear themselves talk or they're adding over. Big pet peeve okay. of mine. Like it drives me nuts. If everyone, if we have dealt with the issue, we don't need everybody adding in their, like the people same. need like, to be taught. It, how to go
0: into a meeting. Recruits are not taught. Chapter eight of my book is on that, and actually just go to my website, etiquettejulie.com, for free, just put meeting, and you'll get all the tips over there. Um, People need to be taught how to do a meeting. Winston Churchill said, No productive meeting should last more than 20 minutes.
1: Thank you. That should
0: be a benchmark, 20 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And you're right, a lot of people like to listen to themselves talk, and if you don't have an agenda, or my biggest pet peeve, people, you start the meeting and people go, okay, does anybody have anything to say or that they wanna talk about during this meeting? What? You're chairing a meeting, you've asked us to come here and you don't have a plan? Send the agenda ahead of time so people can prepare. Stick to the agenda. Use a parking lot. Use a talking stick. Have your tips ready. If you're going to contribute something, don't just say over again, oh, Love what Leanne said, and then
1: put another slant on it, right? Like that's right. It it's like no, we like we don't need to. We we got it. We got yeah, it. We got And, it. It. and then We're I'm good. like, that's ten minutes gone, right? Like sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, oh, that is that is probably usually has been my biggest pet peeve is is having that. So, so that's chapter eight. Chapter eight. chapter eight. eight. Let's, okay, let's let's get... let's go. With, so it's the book is called Etiquette, Confidence, and Credibility, and this is you at your best at work. So this is the business intelligence. This is what every would, CEO yeah.
0: can yes. give this to every employee no matter where they yeah. are give them a few hours to okay. read the book and <sighs> they are sure that they're going to shine at work
1: okay even down to uh, to wardrobe <laughs> malfunctions i am done like skimming through here we've done so many of these things i love to cuz we we've gotten into what to wear to work in the summer what you know like if there's air conditioning if it's open to like there's everything Everything that we have talked about, but also in this. Uh, And then just really quickly. Okay, so the book is called Etiquette, Confidence, and Credibility. This is something. And if you go to etiquettejulie.com, which is your website, there's a ton of this information. Plus, you have this book and three others, but they're actually in French. So you've got four books that are out there. Uh, You're doing some work with um, some travel companies. Just even like etiquette travel like this is really expanding for you like it is
0: it is and I had not anticipated uh, being spokesperson Mm -hmm. when I started the business and now that's interesting because um, etiquette modern manners is in everything that we do so these companies are coming to me to teach what to do when and how and of course one of the distinctions that I have is bilingualism the same thing when I'm an MC for an event because I have protocol in my background I can do it in both Mm -hmm. languages so who knows the next time that I open up my computer what I'm going to get but I'm blessed because I get to do what I love
1: and chat with people like you okay and I have one more one more question uh, a university graduate is walking into an office for their first interview. Yes. What is like the two pieces of advice you tell you tell them? Before you walk in, take a moment and ground yourself.
0: Lose the chewing gum. Chewing gum is a (laughs) solitary activity. Turn off your phone. From the moment that you walk through that door, you are on. Lose the technology. Use the gum. Observe what's happening. Be so very kind to that receptionist because she's going to be evaluating you. When you walk in, make that eye contact. Shine your teeth, right? Show that beautiful smile. Shake hands and wait for them to tell you where to go. But before all of that, do your homework. Find out about them. Remember, it's about BLT, how believable you're going to be in that role, how likable you are, and you're going to be kind, and they're going to like Mm. to have you around, and can they trust you in the Mm. end.
1: I love that, though. Turn off the phone.
0: Turn off the phone and lose the chewing gum. Wow. And dress the part. Don't forget to dress the part. <laughs> you should look like you're going to be every yeah. day at work. It mm-hmm. depends what you do, right? If you're working at Google, it's different than working in law firm XYZ.
1: Mm-hmm. Really great advice. <laughs> this was a really fun conversation. It was. Yeah. Uh, and I want to repeat the book again, Etiquette, Confidence, and Credibility. I think you're going to have a lot of business owners right now or you know, companies going, okay, we were lacking a couple of these tips and points, and this is some great information to follow up on, etiquettejulie.com as well. And I probably should mention, which I haven't done in my podcast I am on U- iTunes and Google Play and on YouTube, but the, like I've gotten great response from people. But I actually need people as I'm learning in this new business. You have to subscribe. I need you to like. I need you to comment. Make a review. Uh, it'll help to have uh, living your life uh, be able to grow and become uh, kind of one of these podcasts. worldwide. You have to right? To. We
0: want to know if you're exactly. in Norwegian. If you're in
1: Paris, wherever yes. you are, Leanne wants yeah. to know. Absolutely. And it's been a ton of fun. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> Thank there you, you have it, episode 15.